So uh, the chicken leaned his head back on the headboard. He lit a cigarette and he took a drag. Egg rolled over, pulled the covers over herself, sighed, and said, "Well, guess that answers that question." <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I don't know if I got that. <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh man, um, I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN Afterlife. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, have we got one today? That's right, guys. We're now on episode number 28 of this SEN Live After Show. I've got a great guest this week. Uh, he's graced our uh, our network here a few times and on a couple different shows. Welcome back, Winston Marshall. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just, uh, you know, doing what I can to keep my head above water. That's, that's what's going on right now. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's what matters, dude. That's what matters. Keeping life going strong. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, last week you were you were on SEM Live, and it was great to see you back on there with the crew. It was good, man. It was it was great to... Um to you know get back in the in the room with everybody and and you know it felt like even from afar it felt like we were back in just the grand scheme of things man which is always a lot of fun so um you know it's good to see that everybody is doing well that i think is probably the biggest thing that you get concerned about sometimes is that uh, that everybody might not be uh but it was it was good it was it was really good to see everyone yeah, and it is, as much fun as it was for you, it, it was, believe it or not, probably more fun for us fans. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just, dude, we we just love this shit. We love it so much. Um, and this week, uh, we the crew was back with, uh, they have Brett, uh, Roca, Kate, RB3, Ben Goddard, and, I mean, of course, Christian was there. Um, well, I shouldn't say, of course, because sometimes Roca does head up the shows, which I've said before, I really I really enjoy those episodes uh, very much, actually. I'm, I just, I, sometimes I think I might have a secret man crush on Roca or something, but I'm just in denial because <laughs> I find myself talking about him sometimes like, man, I really like him, man. He, he, he's a guy. You know, I, I like his stuff, which is all true, but... I don't know. Maybe I need to examine some things here a little bit later on. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it was great to see RB3 on there again. Uh, again and again, I just love him so much. And uh, the Luke Saber, or the Luke Saber, the Luke Skywalker impression, just holy shit, dude. Um, we are talking about that on the episode last week here for SEN Afterlife, and... Uh, it's the eyes, you know what I mean? Much like Brett yeah. with the Anaconda Brett, it just the, the eyes, and it's an instant transformation. I don't know how he does it. Do you know how he does it? Uh, you know, the funny thing was, uh, for anybody that watched, um, I guess it would be anybody that's part of my Patreon, I did an interview with uh, some of the members of Swag, and one of the things that RB3 actually told me is his initial aim was not actually to be a director. It was to... Uh, be an actor it's just that once he once he like started his path he both realized that like a it's a little bit easier to go the route of uh 
to go the route of the director. Not really, but like a little bit. But also, he liked the idea of more control. Uh, that was kind of the, the the lesson of the story he told. But like, that's the funny thing is that it's very clear that the performer is still in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very much there, um, and you can just kind of see that whenever he does uh, his 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 thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's 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 always fun watching him do that Luke Skywalker thing because he is a performer. He really is, man. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you something um, about Ben Goddard, if you don't mind. Um, sure. Does his hair really look like it does in person, like it does on TV? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends. What, what does it look like? Dude, it doesn't look like hair. It looks like a, a, a work of art, like a masterpiece sculpted on his head. I would say similar to things that you see in TV versus real life. It is very clear that the man is putting a lot of intentional, well thought out effort when he does his hair. Uh, but you know, guy's an icon, bro. That's that that's is. All I can say. Oh, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't hating on it, dude. I wish I had more hair on my head. I just, uh, I just finally got to the point. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna shave my head and just accept the fact that I'm losing my hair and stop trying to hide it. See, the only thing that's pissing me off is, of course, I cut my. All of a sudden, they lock us up, so now I can't even yeah. keep my hair straight. By the time this is over, my dreads will be back, so, you know. Oh, <laughs> damn it all to hell. <laughs> um, and Thursday, Yodi and Ellis were was on. Yesterday, actually, we're recording this Friday. Um, always love seeing Ellis on there, of course. I wish he would make more appearances, um, but Yodi, I love seeing Yodi, and it's been so long since he's been on there. Um, speaking of great hair, holy shit, man. Mark Riley, how about that shit? Um, I wish he would grow it out like a Wolverine like Christian has talked about before. Especially <laughs> now. You might as well do it. There's nothing else going on, dude. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, good yeah, point. for sure. I mean, uh, especially he doesn't, he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to get ready. Uh, not, I mean, this is a sad thing, but, like, his wedding is being pushed back. So that means it's not like he has to keep it, like, super – like kept right now for the wedding photos. So right, right. You know, if, if if there was ever a time to do something wild, like you might as well, man, you know? Yeah. Hell grow out the big Wolverine chops too, the sideburns, dude. Fuck it, man. That'd be fun. Um, my plan is I'm going to shave my head here in the next week or two, and then I'll let it grow out until fall. Then when fall comes, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to make some poor girls fucking day, dude. I am going to uh, I'm going to go in with a picture of Danny DeVito and say, "Hey, lady, give me this haircut," and that's going to make her day. She's going to have that story to tell everybody, dude. I, I mean, I love it, dude. I, I love the idea. I think you should do it, and then you should go. I, I don't know how tall you are, Jay, but then I was going to say you could go and do like Danny DeVito impersonations and shit for people. Maybe I I do have some big uh some big glasses with the black frame, dude. I don't know. we'll see what happens. I mean, that's kind of funny. I'm down with it. I could uh, I could do some uh, scene reenactments from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, One of my favorite shows. Mine too, dude. Like I could I oh I could totally crawl out of a couch naked, dude. I'm down. I don't <laughs> care. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> uh, but real quick side note, which everyone knows, I get sidetracked a lot. Uh, but um, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, this is actually a great segue. We'll we'll use this here real quick. Um, 
they talked about greatest TV shows, and on my list, it, one of them is all. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and another one is Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I've I've just binged the the last two seasons, most recent two of Curb, in the last two days, uh, seasons nine and ten, and I want a sunny Curb crossover so fucking bad. It, it just Larry David's character in Curb is just such a terrible asshole. And obviously the the gang and Sonny are complete shit, but you love them all. And I just would love to see them in some sort of crossover. That I mean, I could see I could see uh Larry David going to like his character from Curb Your Enthusiasm going to Philadelphia or maybe he's on his way to New York and there's some sort of problem on the flight. First of all, let's say he couldn't get first class because he's always pissed if he can't get first class. He gets bumped into coach, so he's already in a bad mood. Then there's something wrong with the flight. He's irritated. They have to land in Philly. He's stuck in Philly, and he can't fucking stand it. Imagine Larry David in Philadelphia with the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I I want that crossover. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. He's just like, I get, like, you know, he... I don't watch always. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't watch Curb, so I don't know if he like would if it's within his character that he would go and grab a drink. But I can just imagine like that being like, well, fuck it. I guess is there a nearby bar, and then it just cuts to him walking into Patty's Pub. I feel like that would be absolutely hilarious. Yes, wouldn't that be great, man? We gotta push for that, man. Not make it just happen. Not just me and you, everyone. We have to push for that, dude. That's fine. You call your people. I'll call mine. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it popping there. Damn right, dude. We're, we'll get on it. Uh, but yeah, speaking, you know, like I said, those two are on my. Those are two on my little list here of greatest TV shows. Uh, you got a couple, man. What do you when you when you think of TV shows? What comes to mind is not as favorite because I've got a lot of shows that are favorite, but I don't. They're not as good as other shows, so I wouldn't say they're the greatest. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about though, when you think about the greatest shows? So when we're talking greatest, we're specifically talking about like quality wise. We're not talking about, um, just like what we really like. Right. Right. We're talking about like, uh, storylines, writing the, the cast and crew, the acting just overall, as far as, um, I guess, as far as art and production and putting out a show. All right. Uh, I mean, Breaking Bad, like for sure. Oh yes, Breaking Bad is up there. Um, I think Chappelle's show, even though it was short lived, and if you want to include the Lost episodes, third season that sort of happened, that can kind of put a little bit of a dampening on it. But those first two seasons, like those first two real seasons, were insane and probably uh, shaped a lot of my comedy. Uh, I would say South Park. South Park has rarely missed, um, especially even in the later years. With them uh, getting a, you know a little more political, but like still being relevant and funny, like being able to take shots at everyone for twenty plus years is insane. Um, and other than that, I mean, it'll be a bunch of random stuff. It'd be like the you know, like I I think the Boondocks is before we got to the fourth season. The fourth season was done without the show's creator, which hurt a lot. Like it did not hit at nearly as well. Um, come off the, that roll easily off the top of my head, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I got three others I'll throw out there real quick, because, I mean, like you said, just some random stuff. Like, for example, well, I, I just took it off my list because I, I thought about it. Uh, I had Rome on there, the HBO series, which I love. But mm-hmm. 
then I was like, well, no, Winston asked me what I was saying, and he said, do you mean like what we like? And I said, no, which even though I like it, I, there, I don't know that I would say it's like one of the greatest. Um, right. But I, it's close. Um, but I do have West Wing, Seinfeld, and Band of Brothers on there too as some of the greatest shows. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that those are, those are good choices, man. I mean, those like, uh, I would even argue right now, uh, uh, I think that, uh, Watchmen was up there. I think that it was done so effortless, effortlessly and so well that it could probably, when we look back, especially cause they're only getting the one season, you know, the, the creator, the creator said he didn't want to do it again. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So, man. Um, yeah, I, I always wanted, well, I, I'm, I'm glad looking back now and I'm t- about to talk about West Wing cause West Wing is my all time favorite TV show. And if you're going to narrow it down to genres, I classify it as the greatest drama of all time. That's my opinion. Obviously it's, it's my, but, um, they, I'm glad that they stopped it when they did, although it, it very well could have kept going with Santos as the president and keeping on with Sam and Josh and, and you know, it could have kept going, but I think, and it would be really tricky to, and we're not going to get into all the politics of it, but if done right, I think there could be a really, really good West wing, like reboot sequel series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, and my thought would always be make Sam the president because you've got that scene with uh, with Sam in his office and President Bartlett walks in and they're talking and he says, Sam, someday you're going to run for president. Don't be scared. You'll, you're, you know, you're going to do a good job. And that scene always hits in my mind. And I could just picture Sam. Sam is president. Josh is uh, uh, would be the uh, Leo McGarry to, to Bartlett. Um, okay. Okay. Staff. Um, and then, you know, trickle down from there, obviously bring Charlie on, give Charlie say, uh, Josh's position. If he's, you know, made it to that level in his career in law, uh, post the season series finale, rather, uh, I just, I think if they did it right and it was done with care and respect, then I just think now would be a really great time. And I think that even it, to add to that, as far as doing it properly, um, I think that it could help with relationships as well between people. Hmm. Um, but like I said, not going to get into all the politics stuff of it, but that's always sure. been my thought on that show. Yeah, I, you know, I, it was a show that I never watched. It's on that long laundry list of shows that, like, you need to catch up on. And so I'm sure I will eventually get there. But obviously the, the half the problem is, you know, they just want to throw an endless supply of things at us. It was already bad enough when we had to go to the movies all the time and new shows come out every year. And now we've got HBO max and we're getting rehashes of movies like the Snyder cut and everything else. That I, <laughs> how are we going to keep up with, you know? So, like, yeah. And you know, I'm actually glad that I, I have not watched justice league. I just, I didn't have any interest. There was something about it that I just wasn't interested in, but I am definitely interested in the Zack Snyder cut. I do want to see that. So I'm, I'm really glad that I never ended up watching what the version that's out now. So. I mean, I, I'll say that that movie was really, the original was really bad. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, like, 
Here's the thing. I hope I'm wrong. I genuinely hope I'm wrong about the Snyder Cut. I would ne- like my issue with it never stemmed. Like, I thought Snyder was amazing with 300. I thought Man of Steel was okay. I thought Justice League, uh, uh, Batman v Superman, even with the director's cut, was terrible, and which was hard for me because that was actually one of the first major press junkets that I did, and it was of me talking to the. <laughs> talking to the cast of Batman v Superman. And I loved all the individual actors and I loved a lot of the moments they had, but I had to like bid and gr- grin and bear to be like, yo, y'all killed it in there. I just, that was the beginning of me being like, uh, I might be over wherever they're going with this. And Wonder Woman surprised me and brought me back in. But I think the way that we went about getting to it, just I don't believe that it could be that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe not, man. It, it'll be fun to watch, though, at the very least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Um, see, this is one of those moments where I just have a complete brain fart, and I've got a thought in my head, and then it just goes out the window. I don't and of course, I'm going to edit this little bit out because I just fucking it just went right out my head, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, fuck me. I what I was going to say, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm going to leave this shit in there. Who cares? Everyone needs a fucking good time and a laugh at these at these moments in life. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave that shit in there. I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say, so we'll just roll on a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, uh, it, releasing things, you had mentioned that because obviously I like little, little segues and I will pull them from wherever I can get them coming That's out this year. That's a sign yeah. of hope, Yeah. You should, man, you should, there are some ones that, I mean, I reached for, but dude, I made it happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there's been a lot of casting news around season Mando two. uh, some of it confirmed. Well, I actually I don't know that any of it's been confirmed. I don't know that uh, Ahsoka Tano's been confirmed. I don't know that Rex or Boba Fett's been confirmed. I don't know that uh, that Katie Sackhoff has not been confirmed yet. We found that out today. She was on SEN Live. Um, but do we know yet? I I just I see headlines sometimes, and I'm not interested sure. in reading the articles. But um. Have we found out, is Timothy Oliphant going to be in the Boba Fett armor, or is that still up in the air? Do you know? I'm not positive, man. I've, I, you know, The funny thing is that we've, I've been doing so much that certain things have been slipping by me. So, like, uh, over on Blurred to the Hood, I mean, we were talking about Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman, and um, obviously the Snyder Cut was big news. Uh, Jay and I actually just uh, today interviewed the other two showrunners of Harley Quinn. Uh, We had uh, interviewed Justin Halpin last week and is up on our YouTube channel now. And then uh, we just interviewed today uh, Dean DeRoy and uh, uh, Patrick Schumacher, um, which was awesome. They're all, all three of them are absolutely awesome. But like, because of that, I can't keep up with everything. You know what I'm saying? So if something major happens, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I don't go full on into my research just because there's so many other things to keep up with. So, well, hey, fair enough. Uh, but what? Because actually, the main thing I wanted to, to talk about on this uh, on all this casting stuff is 
our thoughts on the abundance of the casting news that's coming out. Let's just assume that it's all accurate. Uh, you know, if we do that, then we've got Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, um, either Boba Fett or Rex, um, or and possible, or and we definitely have Timoth- Timothy Oliphant, no matter what he's doing in it, whether he's in Boba Fett arm or not. Mm. So, if, but but you know, so let's take Timothy Oliphant out of it because we're not sure what he's doing yet. So let's just say we've got either Rex or Boba Fett. Um, Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan, plus they say Bill Burr's coming back. Um, I mean, you know, and it, all this could be just for one episode, probably like it was in season one, but does this sound a little bit to you like maybe a little bit overwhelming? And it, does it give you thoughts as to how it's all going to work out? Because I have all the faith in the world in them, but it just seems like a lot to add to a show that already has so few episodes and the episodes are so short. No, not at all. I think I think Disney's doing what every single studio is doing right now, and I think it's a smart move. Uh, it's the same thing that you've seen with uh, every sports league. We are all in our house bored to fucking tears, and the least thing you can do if you can't or put out a movie is you can create buzz. That's literally what marketing teams are there for is to continue to get people excited about stuff. That's why, ironically, the Snyder Cut doesn't come out till 2021, but they dropped that because they knew it would get create a buzz for people to all of a sudden want to go after HBO Max. You know, um, It's why, uh, even though the MCU has kind of stopped, they've made you know random announcements about stuff like that, including, uh, you know, adjusted timetables and um, you know, added shows and, and, and even some of like what the, what, what, what if stories will be told stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you have to do what you can to keep your brand hot since it can't do it for itself at this current moment. True. But, and, and I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, just something I thought about that is season two was wrapped before the COVID happened. So all of that casting happened before anyone had thought about this. But that's, and, and I'm, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not saying that, that that means that it would be any worse or anything. I'll, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I get you. I, I, I'm literally feeling like with all of this, because remember, if we're not dealing with COVID, uh, what? Onward, which did really well uh, digitally. But, like, Onward would have held on to a spot on the charts for a while. We would have gotten Black Widow by now. Uh, Disney would have had a number of various properties speaking for themselves. So, again, this has become its own marketing wars of we have to be relevant one way or the other. So what else could we do? Oh, people love Mandalorian. Let's tell them some secrets about Mandalorian. That's essentially what this feels like right now. Yeah, I, it's, yeah I, I get what you're saying. It just, it just seems like a lot, or not very much time for a lot of characters and a lot of characters who have a, a hefty backstory. Um, but, I, but I think what you'll get with the same thing you got with Mandalorian, that, that, that the show had a through line adventures of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, and so it's probably going to be the same thing. You'll get some of these characters back in, probably not all the way through. It's You're going to get random episodes where, you know, he runs into Bill Berg and he's like, I got a bone to pick with you. And, you know, another <laughs> point where it's like, oh, there's Boba. He's the greatest Mandalorian we've seen in forever. Like, shit will come up. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, you're right. And like I said, I have all the faith in the world in them. Hell, they could put every Star Wars character ever in it, and I have faith that, that, that those two, Filoni and Favreau, can make it happen. I just, yeah. I've got the faith. Yeah, man. Um, and, and, but speaking of Bo-Katan and, and uh, Mandalorian and all that, uh, Clone Wars, which is where Bo-Katan is from, Katie Sackhoff was on SCN Live today. Uh, did you happen to hear any of that? Mm-mm, I didn't, unfortunately, just because doing the interviews and stuff today, I wasn't. Yeah. The hey, man, there's stuff going on. That's why you got it on replay. I love replay. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, uh, it was really fun. Uh, obviously, I mean, she's fun. Um, but but she was saying about uh, the, the one little thing that I really got from it, because obviously she can't uh, talk about Star Wars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, have you happened to see her Netflix series, Another Life, the sci-fi one that just came out last year? No, that sounds familiar. It, it's um, pretty damn good, man. Um, it's pretty good, but she was saying today that uh, it's shot up in Canada, you know, uh, BC, Vancouver area and whatnot. And uh, – they're starting to open up there a little bit, I guess. And I guess they're in the talks now. It's, it, it looks like a uh, season two will start filming soon. Nice. So that'll be good uh, to get I, that going. I, unless the show is absolutely abysmal. I'm just always rooting for people to, to continue to, to work it, like as hard as it is to honestly get a show and have it be successful and stuff like that. If there's an opportunity for someone to have a job longer I'm all for it, unless the show is problematic as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. I'm, I'm super happy for her. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, good for her, man. And and also check out her YouTube channel. Uh, she had plugged that when when we interviewed her here. She was on our fourth episode. Which, speaking of which, uh, we're, we're on YouTube now. Uh, you can go. Uh, the channel name is Sen Afterlife. And uh, I just started uploading some of our interviews up there today. We've got Kevin Smets, our interview with Kevin Smets from our premiere episode. Nice. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, uh interview is on there. She talks about early schmo days and schmodown and a uh, little bit about Mark and Ellis and uh, a whole bunch of fun questions we asked her. And... Wait, wait, did you say Mark and Ellis? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, that's like on Facebook, I posted last week's episode and we talked a little bit about Sam Levine, which I'm going to ask you the same, well, your thoughts on, on what the thing we talked about concerning him last week. But um, I posted it to the Facebook group and I did the thing where, you know, you start to type out the name and it gives you the options that pop up and I selected his name, mm-hmm. but it kept the S-A-M before and then it had his full name like his tagged name on there so it said sam sam levine and i i saw in there that i had a reply from him and i'm like no way sam levine replied to me you know geeked out for a few seconds (laughs) i went over there and he replies only my good friends can call me sam sam levine (laughs) i mean i may i don't know if i fall into that status but i may try it and just see what happens oh (laughs) it, it was so brilliant so brilliant um, but, uh, yeah, I can't even remember what it was. Anyway, so I, that happens to me all the time, dude. I, I mean, I know what it is. I'm not going to say what it is, but I just got, uh, yeah, I just, shit happens. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And, uh, also, uh, Alex, the demon Damon interview that we had with him is up there as well. Nice. So, uh, check them out, everybody. And please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification, all that, uh, here pretty soon, like, 
pretty soon, summer-ish here, pretty soon, we'll be uh, taking this show to video uh, for YouTube. So it will still, we'll still have it on the podcasting platforms. Nice, man. Yeah. Looking forward to that, man. Because uh, I, well, I have a really bad issue with looking into the camera and making faces and shit like that. I just can't stop myself. It's uh, it, it takes practice, and that that's the whole thing. Is that that's the difference really between I would argue hosting and acting, and that's why you have a number of actors that can't host. When you're acting, <laughs> honestly, when you're acting, you just got to be in the moment and do you know do what you're doing. Whereas hosting, because they'll also edit you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're kind of good. Um, it's also why some people can't do like, not just act, not just hosting, but like they can't do live shows like an SNL or something like that. You have Mm. to be aware of the fact that people are literally always watching. Um, you're going to see more theater actors tend to be better hosts because they're aware of that fact. As long as you're on stage, someone can, someone can see you. Um, but yeah, it just takes practice. That's all you, I mean, just once you start doing it and realizing that you're making those faces, just catch it, and then, you, you know, you stop. Though, if you watch enough SEN shit, sometimes it's very clear that I have tuned out for, like, half a second. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> my eyes are wandering or I'm making a face or whatever the hell. So it's totally fine, man. Well, well let me ask you this, then. Is it, or is it bad? And if, well, I don't think it's bad because I'm doing it intentionally. Honest, but is it bad if I know I'm doing it because I'm intentionally doing it? <laughs> oh, in which case, I think that that's fine. You gotta, you gotta live your best life, man. Well, I, I was do. I, I feel. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I feel bad or not. If they, if they didn't like it, then I feel bad. But first time I was on Hotel Nerd Podcast, and they do it live stream on video. Mm. First time I was on there, I could not stop doing it, dude. And I was fully aware I was doing it. I was just being a shit wad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is if you look at, um, if you look at uh, a number of episodes of Words in the Hood, I'm randomly like eating a salad. I'm like just doing random shit where like I'm also <laughs> aware that I'm doing it, but I'm kind of doing it like partially because that's like the environment of our show is that it's very laid back. Like I tend to be more tuned in. I get the occasional, oh, look at this little action figure here. But for the most part, I'm like pretty jacked in just because, you know, the stuff we're talking about and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And I do enjoy that show, too. Thanks, very man. good show. Um yeah, man. Uh, but hey, guys, we're going to take a quick promo break so you listen to some promos for some other Merc with a Movie blog shows. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back and we're going to get into some Schmodown here. This is going to be the most in-depth I've ever gotten into Schmodown. And I, I blame this on uh, on Matt, a.k.a. Soda the Saxman from Schmoes of the North. He was, he was on last week with me and he and I did two and a half hours, just us, and it was just huge in-depth schmodown and the most in-depth I've got. And I'm addicted now to like, not just looking at it on the surface. So guys, we're going to get into some schmodown shit here in a minute. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Maruk with the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hi. 
everyone. This is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merkwood Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mercury Movie Walk feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, The Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, we're back, guys. Uh, be sure to check out those shows. Uh, you can find them on your Merc with a Movie blog feed on all your podcasting networks, as well as Merc with a Movie blog channel on YouTube. You can find uh, Go Get That Rose and, uh, uh, let's see, Through the Port Key, Harry Potter show that Sean does here, a uh, new gaming show that uh, that Sean and a couple of his buddies just started here, and, of course, Beyond the Screen with Sarah, Mike, and Sean. Sean does a lot of shit around here. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um Speaking of Go Get That Rose, uh, Sarah is the host of that. I'm co-host of that. Uh, Winston, we've had you on there a few times, and your girlfriend Kristen was on with us once. And that worked out so well that she actually joined as co-host with Sarah for this new Bachelor, like, karaoke contest crossover <laughs> with, with Bachelor. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so disrespect to that show, but I guess fine, bro, because the show was the best. The show, the show itself was a mess. The ladies did an incredible job. I was listening every week, and I actually, for half a second, got a little jealous. I was like, "Shit, is, is Kristen gonna end up getting famous before my black ass? Like she out here was killing it. Like every and every, we would watch, we would watch the show together, and I'd be wanting to talk to her. She's like, "Can you shut up? I have to take notes." And I was like, "My bad, my bad." Like, do you, girl? <laughs> like, man. No, but it was it was. The, I thought the ladies did an incredible job breaking that show down. Yeah, they they did. Well, I I edit the show, so I got to. I I'll admit I didn't listen to every second, every minute of it, but I listened to a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I I had the pleasure editing that, and they did a great job. That show sounds like a fucking train wreck beyond all the other train wrecks I've seen so far. And I've only seen one season of bachelor, one season of bachelorette and one season of bachelor in paradise. So it sounded very crazy. If I remember correctly, I think this is largely all my fault because it was, you were listening to collider live. Yes. Yes. I kept bringing it up with Christian 
to the point where we even then got Roxy to watch the show, and then you were just like, God damn it, I guess I have to watch the shit now. <laughs> yeah, and I've been trying to get Roxy on here to talk about her experience auditioning since she did it. Man, and, and I'm not and I'm not knocking on her, and I don't blame her. Big girl is fucking busy, man. She's a workaholic. I love uh, it, but it's yeah. it's just I would love to talk to her about her experience. I can't even imagine one what her experience was like, and then listening to her specifically express that. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure it was pretty sure it was pretty wild, honestly. And I, I like that is the thing. Roxy is probably the hardest working person I know. I mean, I know we're gonna get to. Uh, the Star Wars tournament match soon, but like that's that in large part, like even doing that, you could tell how hard she's working, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it, it's not, I don't know. Uh, Roxy has really grown on me too. Um, the, I, 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 I view her like an annoying little sister that I just absolutely adore, you know, so you're like. It, you, Sometimes I go, grrr, but then right after that, I'm like, damn it, man, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we, yeah, like you said, we're going to get into uh, to that, sh- that uh, Star Wars match here in a minute. But I do need to bring something up since you're here. Uh, one, of your, one of your players in your faction, Sean Drew, um, he had him on a few weeks ago, and I had asked him about his heel tendencies. To which he went on to tell me that he does not have heel tendencies. He is not a heel. He will never be a heel. And I, I'm sorry, bro, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to state, even though this is my opinion, which I think is, is mostly fact, um, <laughs> I'm going to state it as if it's fact. Chandru is a heel. He doesn't know it yet. But what, what are your thoughts on, at the very least, he does have some heel tendencies, but what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, you know, Sean Drew and I have had had some talks about it in the past, and I think that, like most things, we we kind of have to find our our way one one way or the other. I think, in large part, you know, Sean Drew doesn't initially come from like a performer side of things. Uh, you know, he's a if I remember correctly, I think he's a PhD. So you know, he is Doctor Chandra, oh. I believe. He might be. He might be having masters, but I want to say it's a PhD. Um, so the kid is brilliant, um, and so it's very possible that he just may not be aware of certain things. And Lord knows we've we've had talks, um, but I, I think for the sake of what's to come with the rest of the season, I'll keep some of that close to the chest, and we can. Yeah. You can talk about things once things have played out the way they have, but for the time being, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. Well, and I won't pry into that, And but what I'm about to ask here, a little follow-up, may be covered in that, and if that's so, that's fine. But what what are your thoughts on uh, not whether or not or his heel tendencies now, not now, but as far as in the future and making a full turn to heel, do, do you have an opinion on that one way or the other? And if so... Are you willing to express it? Say that again. So, uh, what about what are my feelings about him potentially going full heel? Yes, you, like like not to do with now, like not saying whether or not he is now or whatever, but like, sure. you know, how do you like? It, how do you feel about the potential of it? Like, is that something that you think would be good or bad? Or I mean, I don't hate it one way or the other. I mean, our Christian was trying to keep us away from being like a heel faction. And my, my truth was always this. We were always going to be kind of like chaotic neutral. I would maybe argue in the sense that like, 
we are a fun-loving group, but like it swag, if you really think about it, kind of lends itself a lot. And even the way I carry myself throughout the show, as the way any like black person, honestly, I mean, it's not just black people, but I, I specifically think about the me that would be like on the playground and we're playing the dozens, which I don't know for anybody that's been paying attention to Twitter. I called out all the other managers like, fuck it. Let's, you know, we're in full tournament season. Let's start talking some shit. Like that is who I am like as a person. And then obviously for the show, it's been amplified. And so there's not a negative bone in my body, but if I gotta, if I gotta get down and dirty with you, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have anything that says that I'm necessarily looking for heels uh, for my squad, but that also means that if we need to go heal, I'm not afraid to do that. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to be like a dungeon, like Kaiser, who is intent or a corruption where they're intentionally trying to be asshats. Like you know, they're they're doing that because that's their shtick, that's what their faction does, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I mean? We're really fun loving, but we're fun loving enough to like, oh, what'd you say about my mama? I right, bitch, let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it just it just depends on the scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um... Now, do you have an now? Do you have an opinion on? I think so far this year, including what's gone on with with Hannah in this last week, do you have an opinion on who is in the front for heel of the year so far this season? Oh, without a doubt, it's Shannon Barney. It's not even. It's not even awesome. Close. Thank it's you, even, dude. It's not. It's not even close. And like I, I, it's funny. I feel like. It's one of those situations with with Hannah that, in order to become a full heel, he just had to burn it all down. I think he. I think it was a situation where, like, if people were going to take seriously that he was going to go that route, you just have to completely say fuck it and just it's all gone. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that that's the route he's going. Um, the one thing that I would love to see. If he's going to keep doing that, I think he needs Robert Meyer Burnett even further in his corner. Um, I need, I need, I know Robert Meyer Burnett is also one of the hardest working people in the industry. I know working with, um, uh, oh my God, why is my brain? It's the crown. That's what's doing it. Uh, God, Campia, working <laughs> with Campia every morning and uh, every other thing that Robert yeah. Meyer Burnett does. But Hannah right now is kind of out there by himself. And I think, especially in the year of the manager, if he doesn't have someone come to his side pretty quickly, I'm concerned that this could get even more ugly. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's not to say that the players can't do shit on their own. They, they do. But, like, I need someone to be like, yo, yeah. I got you, fam. You know what I mean? Like, no right. matter what happens, I need, I, need, I need to see that. But that's just my personal opinion. Now, what do you think about, uh, about your player, RB3, defending Brandon Hanna on SEN Live this week? Wait, what did he say? I missed this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, oh man, I oh, I wish I would have actually wrote it down. But uh, basically, he was saying that I damn it, dude. Now you asked me something too fast, man. How dare you? <laughs> um, he he basically just said that I, I don't. And and this may be completely wrong, but I'm trying to remember the gist of it. Um, was basically that that maybe he's misunderstood or, uh, but he's. He, really good and he need you know just I don't even want to say anymore because I'm probably butchering everything but he he absolutely defended Brandon Hanna now I wish I would have gotten the clip or uh or or written it do down know, in the moment do you, know, do you know which day it was it was um I believe it was Monday 
or I think it was Monday when he had the full crew on there. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking right now, and then I can't even remember unless it's in the timestamps. I'm not sure if it would be. But well, uh, it's like they stopped doing SCN live clips because I was going to see if maybe it got pulled. Ah, uh, but that stopped, so it's not there. Um, but I mean, yep, that was on. Uh, that was on. Monday, what, yeah, Monday's show. Okay. Well, um, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try and go watch it. I mean, I don't, again, here's the thing. What I don't hate, honestly, I do not hate the idea of burning it all down. Like, I genuinely don't. Like, it right. just depends on what's happening. Like, I mean, I know he called out the Action Army, and I love them over there. But, like, let's be real. Like, I like the fact that he decided to shake things up. All of a sudden, the whole action army is like, oh, nah, motherfucker. And then they're yeah. ready to go on stuff, you know? Like, he calls out Brett. We've never seen Brett genuinely go at someone's throat before. Like, let's be real. Him doing yeah. this has actually been an incredible thing that's revitalized the league as far as, like, people getting hype about something. Yes. Um, Absolutely. But I, I still feel if he doesn't have someone come back him, then this could get ugly quickly. Because the other part about it, and I would say this, I think that Brandon is a performer. He's such a nice guy. This, this like, evil doesn't immediately fit on him. He's getting a little better with it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time, in my opinion, for him to be able to, like, really be full rogue heel, all that kind of stuff. So having some sort of endorsement like that would work. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something yeah. natural about what Kalinowski did. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. There's like there's something very natural about the way guy will tear you to shreds. Like they are built to, they can be the good guys, but they are built to go full evil if need be. Um, and so that's what I mean by like if someone doesn't come and help him out here, this could be a little bit of a problem in the long run. That's all. Yes, yes, I could definitely see that. Um... And, and, you know, he called – yeah, he called out Brett. Roca called to action. He called out a lot of people. And you know what? Okay, Brandon Hanna – dude, he, he started some shit with us too. Um, what did he say about y'all? And, and okay, now uh, – okay. He, I, I asked my producer, Josh, here. He, Josh the Merc Rainer. He owns the Merc with the Movie Blog Network. I asked Josh. I said, hey, man – uh, would you please reach out to Brandon Hanna uh, about being on the show? I'd love to have him on. And and Josh tells me he already asked and got a no. And I'm like, okay. I mean, which is fine. Saying no, that's fine. I do not give a shit, dude. I don't care, dude. Your time is your time, and everyone's time is fucking valuable, and no one owes me shit. I don't care. Okay, but I just, I wanted to know why, as if, is there a reason? Like, I wanted to, because cause I've never met the guy. We're just doing a show here. I see him, he's done some other shows and shit. I wanted, like, is it something specific to me or our show? What the fuck's going on here? So, uh, all we got back was his, re- well, his reply, uh, his actual words in saying no was, sorry, I'm busy doing literally anything else. A little hack. Wait, okay? He said that? Yes, he did. Now. How, how long ago okay? was this? How long ago was this? This was fucking like yesterday, dude. This was, no, this was on the 17th. This was on the 17th. Okay. So, 
Oh, if I if I if I had to if I had to guess, I think that this is a continuation of just the of the heel side of things where he's just kind of um, aggravating stuff. I couldn't be wrong. I, I, you know, he may he may be full kayfabe the whole time, and if that's the case, you know, it is what it is. And of course, oh yeah, oh, oh dude, I take this, I take this as as heel work. I I'm okay in my mind. There's no I I've never talked to Brandon Hanna. I have never met him. Nothing like that. I have no reason to believe that this is a personal thing. I do not believe this is a personal thing. I believe that if it were any time other than right now in the drama that's going on, I believe he'd be like, yeah, sure. I mean, I could be wrong, but those are my feelings. So I'm fully aware where this is heel work. So, but but dude, if he wants to, okay, I'm not in the schmodown. And and yeah. that's cool. That's cool. If he wants to bring the heel shit to me, dude, that's cool. I will play. I will play along in the game back. Okay, I'm definitely gonna have a, an official rebuttal. Um, it's not gonna be now because I'm gonna collect myself. I'm gonna do a little bit of research because, I, admittedly, I don't know a lot about Brandon Hanna. One of the main reasons, and before he would come at me and tell me I'm unoriginal. In this case, yes. I am unoriginal because, Hannah, you are not worth my time of thinking of something original. So I'm going to steal from uh, from something that was said when, when you had Smets on. You're just baby boss. That's all you are. You're, you're a Bateman wannabe, and, and I'm going to compose my thoughts. I'm going to think of something... Uh, 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 that that is that has substance to it. I'm gonna really get to. I'm gonna do a little bit of research here and get to know a little bit more about you and find out about you. And I will have something to say next week. That's for sure. Uh, but but can yeah. I, can I can I quote you on that, sir? Yes, sir. You can, <laughs> this, dude. This shit's on like Donkey Kong, and and <laughs> yeah, man. That I mean, dude, cool, cool, and he'll work, he'll work. But like. Okay, we asked you to be on our show, and again, we're looking in the world of, of a play, of a play, and he'll work here. That's cool. I dig it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. But dude, you said sorry. I'm busy doing literally anything else, like sitting around crying and bitching because you're not on your, you're not on your, on the, on the den anymore. Um, and that's got to be rough, uh, uh, being roommates with Silvestrini and seeing fucking winners, uh, walking around your house all day. That's got to be heartbreaking. And, and, and hey, I've never just, seen you so impassioned. Well, shit, dude. <laughs> hey, man, we got a good fucking show here. And, yeah. and, and for that, like I said, I don't care that the answer was no. I care the way it was done. Yeah, you know, because because no, 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 like I, this shit's our show, man. This is my baby here, so I, I, I take know, that I, a little I, bit personal. Well, that would be that would honestly, if I could give him any advice and whether or not he listens to this or whatever, I'm sure something may come up where someone's like, you know, Winston's calling out Hannah. I'm not calling him out. My only advice would be there is absolutely nothing wrong with going full heel. There's absolutely nothing wrong with 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 you know staying kayfabe with all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I do think that there. You know, there's a there's a time there's a way to do certain stuff, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I I would say just be careful. That's the one thing about playing a dick on TV is figuring out how to make sure you straddle the line properly. Because like, I'm curious, were there other heels that you've reached out to before, and have they said no, and have they had a similar kind of response, or or have the heels said yes anyway, and maybe just been an asshole on the show? You know what I mean? 
yeah, I, personally, I've, yeah, I've never had, I've never had anyone flat out say no. Uh, we've had a few people not respond, which again is fine. I mean, I do people got their own lives and shit. That's right. cool. But no one's, to my knowledge, no one has ever flat out said no. And no, absolutely no one has ever been anything other than a delight. Um, I, I, I love every single person I've ever spoken with uh, from the Schmoes and SEN and Collider community. Um, yeah. No I mean, complaints I, at all. I, I would even make the argument that, like, a good example of the way to go about it is, like, I look at, I feel like Roka kind of coins the, the Schmodown heel as, like, the starting point. You know what I mean? And if you notice, Roka can be intense when he's the outlaw, but Roka is also the nicest dude in the world. So it's just yeah. a matter of knowing when to turn it on and off. Um, I think the way to go about that, especially because that's a behind the scenes moment, if you're if the camera's on, like if the camera was on, if like you asked him, if like if like you, we were doing call-ins for SEN Live today and Hannah was on and you asked that question and he was like, No chance in hell I have anything better to do, that to me makes sense and that I fucks with <laughs> and that's hilarious. Because I like if I'm full heel, I probably say the same thing to you. But it's a little weird to go that route. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't seem like a good plan, personally. I'm all in on this. I, I, I honestly, I think he's doing a great job with this. Um, obviously, as as time goes on, he's going to clean the heel act up uh, and and make it even better. But but I mean, I mean for yeah, dude, uh, or for real, yeah. Um, you got anything better to do other than being on our show? Okay, baby boss, it's on like Donkey Kong, and I'm going to have something uh, something collected to say next week. Even though, <laughs> hey, man, I, all I did, I'm just, dude, I'm a, I'm a talk show host. You know what I'm yeah. saying? All yeah. I did was I backed some, and I didn't just back Saul because I, I liked, dude, Saul, I consider Saul a buddy of mine. We talk, uh, we talk, not a regular basis, but we talk via phone and whatnot. He's a great guy, dude. We've had some great conversations, and he is hungry as fuck. And and my my uh, my feelings for him aside, uh, as far as liking him as a human being, it, he it's his passion, dude. That's why I'm backing Saul against him because uh, he he and I were talking via text, and just via text, I could tell how fucking hungry he is for this shit, man. And that's why I'm going with with Saul. I just I he wants it, and I've got all the faith in the world that he's gonna fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I I love Saul as a personality. I know nothing about him as a competitor. Like I know, I know yeah. zero. So I that's hard for me to say because, to be honest with you, I would put more money on Brandon Hanna, and the reason why is you never like. You never know how someone's going to get once they get under the lights, once the pressure is on, once they're actually playing the game. Because, uh, you know, that in large part has to, I would make the argument, um, I believe that my boy was more on top of it. But, like, that I would say is part of the reason that I think Ace took such a, a hard hit on the chin from from Parker. He needed the experience of what it's like to do to play the game in real time. And then you watch that same shit happen in this Star Wars match where Ace was cool, calm, collected. He knew what he was doing. He had been there and done that before, and he had something to prove, whereas Josh, as talented as he was to, to hit that perfect round in the first round as well as uh, Ace, completely crumbled in the second round, and part of that has to do with, like, you could tell the kid didn't remember to do multiple choice. He didn't remember that that was an option, you know? And yeah, so then all yeah. of a sudden it, it started to – it it it's – in my opinion, in large part, what snuck the victory away from him. 
I think if he had been more comfortable with the game, this is a closer match. I still think Ace takes it because Ace was really on fire. So like I think that I think that you know Ace was more prepared personally, not just from like I've played the game before, but I I was a part of his training. I watched what he was doing. I knew he was going to take that match. I didn't care who Josh was, unless Josh was the second coming of Damon. And even then, the way I saw Ace training, I thought that he could take the whole thing. Uh, which he even said both in the post interview and after he was so upset with himself with like the, I want to say three questions he missed to uh, one of them being a steal. And then whatever the other two were, he was just like, yo, this is like, I should have hit those. And I'm pissed at myself because they were right there, but I just didn't, you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. he's just only going to get better about that. Um, so that is my one criticism about Saul, which isn't a criticism, but more of a preparedness. Brandon well, has been been there before. That's the yeah. It, it's realistic, and 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 Saul and I talk, uh, spoke after I had uh, after we recorded last week, and and I told him how we we broke down all the brackets, and he asked me like, "Who do you have with me against Tan?" And I told him flat out, "This is exactly what I told him." I said, "Dude," I said, "We talked about this, and uh, the my guest he took Hannah only because." we don't know what you can do because you've not played a match. And I told him, you know, I, I understand that too, but because of my interactions with him and how hungry I know he is for it, I just, I have to take Saul's back here. I mean, I want to, but I have to, because I just, I've not heard someone this hungry talk for a long and time. And, and that's the whole thing. I would take personally, unless I just have I wouldn't say the hunger isn't enough. I need to see it because a lot of yeah. people can talk a big game. Um, so that's part of, like, I mean, I obviously was going to have Aces back regardless because I believe in the kid. But, like, yeah. as soon as Robert Parker was over, he both, you know, Ace came to me and he was like, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you for drafting me. I am so sorry that this was as bad as it was. Like, I can do infinitely better than this, and I want to. Like, I want to win for this faction. And I was like, I will. Like, I, I believe you. Like, let's get it. I never drafted him with IG in mind. I wasn't saying that I wouldn't expect him to play in IG, but my aim was always to put him in Star Wars. Like, I knew he was on Jedi Council. That immediately, I was like, yo, Ken Napsok left the show for him. So he must know his shit. So that's yeah. why I tapped Ace for that. And he showed that's where his strength lies. He, he can knock that shit out of the park. Um, so all that being said, um, I really, I really think that I would just want to see some sort of game tape. Saul played in the fan leagues at all? Uh, no, he hasn't. And that's the thing. I saw tape on, yeah. Adam, on Adam Collins playing. Again, there is something to be said about the lights of the actual Schmodown. Uh, I think that the two things that are going on right now, uh, the IG champion, the IG tournament is not live. I think that helps a little bit. Uh, I think that you don't see any of these people that are newer to the league running into trouble until they get back in the studio or they get to a live event. Uh, I think you have a better, I think Josh was the only full on newbie in this tournament, right? Uh, yes. I feel bad for the kid. That's, that's rough. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he was excited, but like knowing that 1800 people are watching you, you don't think about it, but it has a psychological effect. I would even make the argument as many, as many times as I've done live events before, uh, like in life as a host and everything else, Having to do memory recall on like the Schmodown, I mean, you can go look at my numbers. I was never as bad as I was, as I was doing, um, uh, uh, wait, I know this. 
the live event against the founding fathers with Stacey Howard. You know what I'm saying? I was at an yeah. absolute um, low point. My performance didn't have, didn't change as far as like my character work. I mean, I was taking bows after I was the only one to get the fucking Shrek answer and our entrance was killer. But having to tap into that was rough for me. Um, and so you never know when you're then all of a sudden your heart's beating at a million miles a minute. It's one of the things that I appreciate for Smet. Smet says that, you know, he waits for situations where like he almost gets in a car accident and his heart is beating like 170 beats per minute. And then he's like, quick, ask me questions. And I'm like, that's uh, wild, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> like he intentionally waits for a time where he is anxious and when he's he's riled up because that is when it's hard to like, like that's when you they talk about you should practice how you plan to play. That's what they talk about with any sport, not just the schmodown with, with basketball, with, with boxing, with anything else like that. There's something about going half speed that's not a thing. You need to go full speed and feel the lights on you to really understand what it feels like. So, I, I again, I wish all the best, but I take Hannah in that situation because Hannah's been there. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. And the, the logical, I will admit, the logical side of me Makes it hard to take Saul. But, yeah, I mean, everything you said is absolutely correct. Um, and, and, you know, gameplay isn't just about players anymore now. It's the man, You managers have a lot to do with it. And uh, I have something that I want to get your perspective on because you are a manager. Um, something was brought up. It's actually been a couple weeks ago on Backstage. But, like I said, you're a manager, so I'd like to get a manager's perspective on this. Um uh, it was brought up uh, Sam Levine's lack of presence on camera, and he explained that you know behind the scenes he's he's very much active with his players, which I, I believe everything that he says there. Mm-hmm. But there's something to be said about the lack of ca- on camera presence that matters very much, I think, especially when it's live tapings and he's not. If he's not there, he's not there at all. And you've got situations where he has to put his players in to manage for him where they, you know, they do their best and they do good, but maybe they don't think of things Sam would have. And maybe they take unfair heat for that. It it, it puts undue pressure and unfair pressure on the players, I think. Um, do you, you don't have to say anything, but do you have any comments on his lack of presence on so far this season um i mean it's as simple as this man we're all super busy i actually didn't think that i was going to be able to make every single match uh that we've had so far uh that was a major concern that i had um i think what ended up working out in my favor is just that knowing ahead of time far enough ahead of time what was going on and not necessarily booking stuff early on in the year made it easy for me to just be like, yeah, okay, I can make whatever. Like, it is what it is. Like, I, I had a major project that I was up for, um, which I guess I can talk about now because it's a thing. So I was actually going to be hosting one of the shows that's on Quibi right now. I was uh, chemistry testing, uh, and I ended up not getting the role. Uh, obviously, I know Quibi is, is struggling right now, but I would just still love to have gotten that part, not only from the exposure, but... I mean, it would have been nice to have all that money. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but like, for example, that's stuff like that comes up all the time. It's not to take away from the showdown at all, but I know Sam yeah. like has major projects coming up on top of the fact that I'm, I'm sure everybody knows now that he got engaged to, to Rachel Cushing. Like there's, there's a lot going on that it happens. 
you know? Um, so it can affect your players. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm, like, I don't think – correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the uh, uh, the rosters. I don't think he has anybody that's a rookie or hasn't played that many matches. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, like, yeah. I don't – to me – it does it help to have the, us in their corner? Yeah, but if you have someone like you have, like I know Janine was no. there for one of them. Like you have talented people that can handle that. You know what I mean? Like even from the standpoint that like the the random argument that was going on at the Atlanta match about whether or not it was a bigger deal to have Roka in your corner or to have or to have uh, Dagnino. Well, no. you know, the funny thing about that to me is that like I get the complaints. Oh, you're talking about a former champion, but if supposedly you know Dagnino is manager of the year, quote unquote, and he is the greatest manager of all time, quote unquote, then that's having him in the corner is fine. You know what I'm saying? Having the corner should be actually what you want because he does that versus Roka just being a player who is managing in this particular case. So, like, does it affect it? Sure, but he's of enough standing like a Roka to be able to handle themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of where I'm getting out with that. Yep, yep. Fair point. Fair point. Um, thank you for your opinion on that, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Man. You, you very easily could have taken the uh, easy way out and just said, "I'm not gonna say anything." <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I, that's that's the whole thing is I'm not gonna. I won't shy away from the question, and I have nothing blasphemous to say. I yeah, think that yeah. the, biggest, the biggest thing is is we obviously take this thing super seriously, but also if something major comes up and the option is that someone else can handle it while we're trying to handle another major thing, if it wasn't the Schmodown, if it was, he was on a TV show and he got called for a movie, it doesn't always work that way, but it, you know, you do what you can to be able to do both. And, and uh, Christian is very good about respecting people's schedule and time and trying to allow people to do both. I think, I think that, I think that everyone's been doing a great job so far this season. I think, you know, regardless of, of the COVID shit, everything, everything's, it, it's cool, man. It's fun as hell. Um, and and th- if this is just a glimpse of, of what's to come when we get out of all of this quarantine shit, dude, I, I, I have all the faith in the world and, and high hopes for, uh, for the Schmodown to just fucking blow up. So uh, it, I just I love it so much, dude. Especially now, like I love baseball. There's no baseball. I don't know what's going to happen with college football. So I'm jumping full into the schmo down here and just like letting it take over my. <laughs> yeah, no, I respect it, man. I mean, it's the same thing. I've been pouring a lot into it, and it's funny in the same way that they wrote off uh, Ace and I find it funny now the number of people that are being like, "Yo, like." Either, either, yo, Winston, like, that's manager of the year shit. Or, like, yo, like, I still fucks with the Finstock exchange, but, like, that swag, though. Like, Winston, though, you know what I'm saying? It's just very, it's very funny to me. But I, I prefer to be the underdog. I do better when I'm the underdog. I don't, I don't like being the favorite for shit because I, I'm very, I, I will, I would never call myself Michael Jordan, like, not even close, but that same thing where he has to make up and ex- like, so if, if someone doesn't give him a reason, like, I don't know if you watched the last dance at all. I loved it. I don't like basketball, but I could not stop watching that. And I saw Jordan play live once in Indiana against the Pacers, Reggie oh, Miller and shit, dude. Jordan like, Pippen. Rodman was on the team. It had to be 98 
or 97, 98 in there. Rodman was on the team, but he was suspended at the time and didn't even bother showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Well, but yeah, I mean, it was great. Well, the, the biggest thing that I took away from that is I, I, the number of stories where either someone would do something or they wouldn't, but he would make shit up just to, like, push himself. So, yeah, like, yeah. the story of, like, oh, so-and-so didn't say hi to me at a dinner? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was so good. His team is fucked. And it's like, the guy was like, I never said good game to Michael, ever. As a matter of yeah. fact, I was like, wow, Michael, you're my hero. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, but that's, but I have that same mentality. I like when people count me out because I've spent most of my life being like the fat kid or like the nerd or whatever else. So I don't do well with people like praising me. Like I do as like a thing where they, someone might say something, but I don't do well if it's like a performance for someone to be like, you ain't shit. And I'm like, really bitch. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, dude, I, I, I can't take it no more. Uh, I'm about to pee myself like a fucking dog from excitement. Cause I want to get into this star Wars match. Okay. Um, <laughs> I keep looking at my stuff here. I got these, I got all these fucking pictures and screenshots and shit. I took, I keep looking at them, and I'm kind of baffled at some things. But uh, before we get into this, I mean, uh, if you're listening to this, obviously you've watched the match. This is all spoiler. You've watched the match. So we're not going to get into, you know, oh, this question and that question. I want to go over some some things that I at least I think are are issues or were issues. Um, uh, One of them was resolved. uh, But we're going to talk about some of this stuff. And for those of you listening on YouTube, um, we are not on video form, but I am going to put these pictures up so you can see them on your screen as we're talking about them so you know what we're talking about. But uh, got the pictures I sent you of the wheels, right? All right, hold on. Let me me pull it up. Um, I did take a look at them. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so which one do you want me to look at? Uh, look at the look at the solo and the heroes and villain villains split. Okay. Now I'm looking at this, and you're looking at this, and in my what I'm seeing, it is clearly right on the line. Correct. Okay. You sure. agree? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And then uh, looking at the split between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, it mm-hmm. is not right on the line it is actually just a little bit on the side of return of the jedi do you see that as well sure yes okay so so that's first of all that's that one uh but i here's what i here's here's where i would counter immediately if you actually look, look at that same photo look to the right the force awakens and the last jedi the last jedi slice is bigger so I would immediately counter it with that. That would be my reasoning for that. And even the Rogue One, look at the Rogue One slice and how large that is. So I here's the bigger thing that I'll say with the wheel, and I won't get into full details about what's going on. I will let um, Christian uh, handle all of that. You know, it was a live event. It was, we had to get a lot of technical difficulties out, including some of the other yes. stuff we'll talk about uh, with this match. Um, it's growing pains, man. Uh, and yeah, I, I, yeah. what I'm appreciative of is that if it was going to happen, that it happened on a match that's still as big because it's about who's going to be in the tournament. But I have, I, I like, I honestly feel like that was a bigger, that was less of a deal than if this had been like the finals of the Star Wars tournament. You know what I'm saying? True, true. Um, and and 
Now, and, and uh, also real quick, I want to say before we get too into this that like I'm I view I absolutely view Schmodown as a sport. And I am a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of sports in general. My favorite sports are college football and Major League Baseball is my all-time favorite. But even within those sports that that are my favorite sports, I just like sports above any individual player or team. I just like the competition. As long as I see a good game, I'm not going to be as pissed off if my team loses. I just want to see good competition. Sure. So when I'm talking about this, a lot of it is going to sound really minor nitpicky, but please, everyone, remember that I'm trying to make a point toward consistency and also that the little things do matter very much, like like especially to the to the career stats um, and, and stuff like that. Like we, we fans of Schmodown who are already here now and have been here for years, we get it. But as this grows and develops, you're going to get those fans who don't know anything about Schmoes Collider. They don't know anything about any of the competitors or managers. They just stumbled across this new sport, and the competitive the competitiveness in them comes out, and they jump into it as if they would football or basketball or anything else. Those people aren't going to give a shit. About about okay, it's cool. I understand. They're not. Right. They're, no, they're not going to care. They're going to say it's a sport. Rules matter, and and we need to get shit right. So that's the angle I'm looking at this from. Uh, is just it, it is a sport, and that's how I look at it. So that being said, before we move on past the wheel, I just want to counter what you said as far as the the slice uh, on Return of the Jedi. The slice is bigger than Force Awakens. I would counter that, though, with, you are correct, but it's either on the line or it's not. And that's where I stand. It's either on the line or it's not, and in this case, it is not on the line. Now, Christian well, did say, he did say he's going to use the digital thing, so that'll, that'll be good in the future. No, I mean, that'll help, and like, that's my whole point, though, is let, let, before... That nullifies, in my opinion, your argument about it being on Return of the Jedi, because if a little bit of the Return of the Jedi slides over to the right and it's not as large of a slice and the Force Awakens and it are equal, it is on the line. So that's that's my counter to that. Is the simple fact that one is a bigger slice than the other, just like if you were cutting out actual pieces of pie, <laughs> like you would te- like if you're Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, you're getting a bigger piece technically. You have more of that pie on the wheel. But I, I think the other thing to keep in mind, ironically, because um, I'm sure we're going to get into this next part about, about the other big controversy with the match, um, I think about stuff like the NFL. I think about the NBA. The NBA does this kind of weird, cowardly thing all the time where they're like, well, here's the, the last two minutes. Here are all the calls we missed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of fucked. The yeah. NFL, probably one of the biggest controversies in God know how long, how long uh, was – you know, the, the Rams uh, cornerback, I don't even remember his name at this point, hits the shit out of a Saints receiver and completely changes the trajectory of a game where the Saints should have ended up in the Super Bowl and not the Rams. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, you're, you're talking about major sports that have already been established as billion-dollar franchises, and yet I give Christian a lot of credit for genuinely going back and based off of what he and the team saw, making a, making a, a judgment call. That's not something that you will see happen from uh, a lot of other sports. And that's the one thing that I don't yeah. think we've got to give a lot of credit to Christian for, Christian and the team for. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, and, uh, and, and see, that's what I love talking about sports with civil people like yourself. We, we obviously disagree on that bit, but we can give our opinions and we can move right along. I love it, man. I love it. Um, uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up before we get to the time, well, I, I do have an issue with time, like the countdowns, but before we get into that and the whole reverse decision, um, this is another thing that I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be nitpicky because again, it is a sport and rules are rules and they need to be enforced and there needs to be consistency. Um, and, and before I say I am not, it, this regards having both hands on screen at all time. No sure. one cheated. I want to say that before I say anything else. No one cheated. I don't believe anyone cheated. It's obvious no one cheated. Right. Because, and I'm going to talk about Jester here. Both of the questions I'm going to bring up, and I'm going to put these pictures up on the screen for you listeners on YouTube again. Um, he did not get either of these questions right. So obviously he was not cheating. So it's not about that. It's about the consistency. And they were told that both hands need to be on screen. Now I understand, and again, and, and like you said, dude, this is all new. And so I'm, I, I understand I'm being extremely nitpicky considering we're working out the pains, but it is a sport, like I said, and I'm going to talk about it as such. So, it was said that both players needed to have both hands on screen at all time. And uh, the first screenshot here, uh, Jester had both hands off screen from the 47-minute, uh, 15-second mark to the 47-minute, 22-second mark. That's seven seconds. He had both hands off screen, and that was his question. Um, and then this next picture that I'm going to put up here for you guys is uh, also Jester. Uh, he had one hand off screen. This was when he was trying to steal. Uh, this is from the 53-minute, 35-second mark to the 54-minute, 4-second mark. That's 29 seconds that he had at least that he had one hand off screen. Now, again, I just, rules matter. And if you say something's a rule, then it needs to be enforced. It sets a poor precedent and you never know someone else in the future could get popped for putting their hand down off screen. And then their argument is going to say, well, Jester did it twice in his first match and no one said anything about that, which is a valid argument if you're going to go with consistency. You have a, a thought on this? Yeah, I think you got to give the boys some, some slack for a couple of reasons. I mean, again, this is Josh's very first match, so I, I understand. Got, again, I mean, I'm talking yeah. from like a technical sports aspect. I mean, I, I understand. You know, I'm not being, I'm, I'm not trying to be critical of anyone at all. Although so I, I just, I understand, right. Jay, Let me let, let me get my thoughts out real quick. So sorry, sorry, um, man. No, I'm getting fine. excited, dude. I know, I know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that the first thing before anything else, before we give Josh any sort of thing, this is his very first match. So that's the first thing. Yes, and he did Because it's, it's a lot to remember. It's a lot to keep in your mind. It's a lot to remember every rule. It's a lot to remember how you can play stuff. Also on the standpoint that, like, for example, one of the things that we're trying to work out, and this is the other half, Christian and Mark, this is a first time for them. It's a first time for our yeah. whole production staff. So there's a lot of things that didn't necessarily pan out the way that it was. So, for example, when we shoot stuff in studio or if we were at a live event in in uh, a theater, we as managers, we obviously can't yell out answers or shit like that. 
But if you notice, Josh, for a number of questions, until Christian actually said to him, don't forget, by the way, since you didn't give any answer for some of these round two stuff, you can go to multiple choice if you would like. Yeah. yeah. So the very first question that he just didn't answer at all, like he had no idea, Roxy was trying to find a way to communicate, and we couldn't – there was no way for us as managers backstage to communicate directly. Now, if we're in the studio, that's something we're allowed to do. That is Now, that is another thing that we're trying to work out. That is something that we, we, we learned from a production standpoint. Hey, we need to whatever. So I don't blame any of the producers or Christian or anything like that from not catching the hand thing. Because I would make the argument, honestly, what they may be more looking for, if even if his hands are off screen, are his eyes moving. Is he reading? You know what I'm saying? You can't hide your eyes from shifting if you're yeah. actually reading something. So it's, yeah. it, there's, there is no shady behavior coming from Josh to believe so. I'm not saying that it's not something you don't keep in mind, uh, right. but it is hard. It is hard to remember, especially what if he doesn't technically have, I mean, it looks like he does have space on his desk from the second picture. Cause he's got, uh, you know, his fist on his mouth. So it's clearly he's resting it on something, but you know, it could get tiring to just hold him up. Like Ace has got his elbows on a desk. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it just depends. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying it's not something we don't pay attention to. I think of course you do. Uh, but I, I think that's the biggest thing that I would ask from everybody. We're going, that was the very first time we had done that. So there was so many growing pains going on. Uh, so yeah. Completely understandable. And, and for me at this point, for me, these are just things that I, that I've noticed that I think that I think should be, uh, should be better monitored just to set the right precedent for the future. You want to, just it's just things that they maybe need to to uh, to to try to be more aware of going forward. Again, I have no I have no well, I have one kind of beef with this match, but overall this match was very well done. It was it was very well done from the producing and and, and technical side and everything, uh, and it was a hell of a lot of fun too. Um, don't, hold, don't hold back on me now. What, what's your uh, what's your beef? <laughs> well. I'm going to get into my beef right now. And my beef is not the reversed call because that call was reversed. Therefore, I'm no longer upset about that. We will get into that. But I do have a legit beef. So this has to do – well, okay, before we get into this, I do want to clear one thing up real quick. As far as challenges, it had been said at the beginning of the year that the managers are the ones who issues the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. So in this match – Ace was the one who issued the challenge on the name thing. Like you, it seemed like you wanted to challenge the countdown, which is what we're going to, which is my beef is the countdown. But, um, but so, and at one point Christian had even said that, or someone had said, I don't know if it was in the comments or if it was Chris, I think Christian did say that you would challenge the time. Therefore Ace didn't have a challenge anyway, um, but one, I don't think it was an official challenge. Christian never, nope. he never asked you, is it a challenge like he does everyone else? So I don't think right. it was an official challenge anyway. Right. But so, so what, but what's up with that? Like it's in, and, and this again goes to inconsistencies as far as it's stated, uh, that the managers are the ones who challenge, but in this case, your player challenged. So again, there's a lot of there's a lot of things here going on. I mean, the first and most important thing is I uh, things are completely different when you're in person versus when you're not. So when I'm in studio, 
I can, not only am I standing right next to Christian, so I can like, or the managers are within earshot of the announcers. So you can actually hear everything kind of going down at the same time that there is somebody that is actually doing a count when you're there. So you can see it. So part of the thing that was there, I wasn't, when I, as far as that whole thing went, we were told that if we needed to challenge something, that there was somebody watching us backstage, uh, digitally backstage, to bring us on. I was genuinely asking whether or not uh, he got the question off. That was that was that was that was less of a challenge as I was asking the question: Did he get the the answer off? Like, because it didn't sound like he did. So that's when when I asked Christian, was like, "I'm looking at the (laughs) clock." He got he got he was like, "I'm looking at the clock." I said one. He said the answer. So I was like, "All right, I let it go." And so Ace did say. So the other thing that's kind of tough is that that challenge comes in right. Normally, again, being in studio we do have a chance to to confer with certain things. Because, like, for example, what can happen if an oppo- if the, the player themselves doesn't like, like, for example, Ace hears Ki Mundi, and he goes, that's not his name. It's Ki Adi Mundi. That, he would literally wave at me, yo, Winston, challenge this shit. Like, challenge it right now. Then I would okay. come out and be yep. like, hey, challenge. So, no, because because, again – if you think about it, the managers are not here to know answers. That doesn't make sense. That If that was the case, we would be competing. We are here to make sure that our players are getting a fair shake and a fair call on everything. So the players are allowed to call attention to certain things. Even if Ace was like, hold on a second, I don't think, I don't think that that's the right answer. I want to challenge it. Then it would literally, what the, the, the then precedent would be is I would be in there. They would be, Winston, do you want to challenge that shit? And then I would be like, yeah. But the, the players are allowed to initiate. We just have to make the call. And the same way if you watch football, let's say Michael Thomas, uh, the, the receiver for the Saints, like it's like, yo, he runs over to Sean Payton. Yo, coach, that was clearly pass interference. He grabbed me. Look at the thing. I swear to God, it's whatever. Then Sean Payton throws the flag. But Michael would be the one that would run over and tell his coach that. His coach may not have seen it, but he'd be like, I swear on my life, that is a challengeable offense. Challenge that shit. That's how that would play out. So I don't necessarily have a problem with Ace saying that shit because he would know that more than I would. I think the only then technicality you would get from that point forward would be me going, yes, we would like to challenge the fact that that is an incorrect answer, et cetera, et cetera. All right, all right. And see, this is what I love about having about having you on someone who is in involved in, in the schmodown because I we get – we get your perspective from inside as opposed to just a fan perspective. And you can, me personally, at least you can give me some of this insight and some of the things that I'm not thinking about because I'm stuck in the fan state of mind. I love it, man. No worries, bro. Um, you're, you're some, and I love this dude. Some of the things you've said, I agree with, and you're making sense. Some of it, I still disagree with, but I love this shit. I mean, God, I love this fucking sport. I'm getting into this. Um, but but and, and we're still going to talk about that challenge because there's something related to that 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 I, I do want to talk about a side thing. But okay, back on the time here. Okay, now let me get your opinion. Now that it's over and and said and done, do you do you still or I don't know what you you were questioning whether or not he got it off. Do you still question that? Do you think he did? Do you think he didn't get it off in time? I mean. At this point, I like at the time I didn't think so, but I think the bigger the bigger thing ultimately, and it's something that is that is being addressed. And again, I appreciate that the call that was made was just it wasn't 
it just wasn't right. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> yeah. a, little, a bigger thing, and that's why it even got adjusted. Um, but it was it was questionable. You could you could I, I it was one of those things that I wasn't going to give that much pushback uh, about. But again, I was just curious. Right. I was like, did he get that answer off? It sounded like he was past the time already. And for me, again, I know we got the dub, so I would have been fighting the way. But like the t- like considering we're fighting to try and make it to first place, that would that would have been tied for second versus sole possession of second place, and every single point counts. A TKO is massive. Yes, saying versus a regular w- victory. So that's why to me this was this was important. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I've got a couple sound bites here I, I want to play for you, and I want to see. I want to ask you about your opinion on on the the call as to whether or not he got the answer off in time, or at least by comparison here. I want to play a couple of different calls for you here and get your opinion on the flip side. Um, this is uh, from the Houston live Houston match, Guy versus Bateman. Uh, this was when uh, there was a countdown for Guy, and he requested to uh, get a repeat on it. Gonna play it here. Thank you. One point, carrots. More than one. Five. Four. Three. Is he still Batman? Two. No. no. One. Repeat the question. No, we, that's it. Pens down. And no, then we go to Ben. Yeah, I mean, he got to repeat the question off. All right. All right. Now, now I want to play for you uh, from the Star Wars match, the countdown in question here that you had uh, wanted to know about. We'll play okay. this real quick. Yeah, play that. Quick disclaimer, I am going to play the full unedited clip. There is a pause there uh, as Christian gets to the countdown. Just don't want to be possibly accused of any editing trickery. Who is the first Jedi that we see executed after Order 66 is initiated? Five, four, three, two, one. Kia Mundi. Kia Mundi is correct. Three points. Okay, if based off of the, I think I I think the issue is just listening to this. Hold on, I'm listening one more time. Um, Five, four, three. That's the whole thing, and I, I'll give him credit for that. I mean, at the time when I was listening, because obviously everything is hype, and I'm thinking to myself, he's going to drop the question and shit. I'll give Christian credit. He, he, as he said one, and as soon as he finished saying one, he gave an answer. It was the wrong answer, but he gave an answer. You know what I'm saying? But, but if you listen to those, I said repeat before Jester gave the answer is what I'm trying to get at. And and he turned die he turned guy down for for the repeats mm-hmm. that he gave Jester the answer uh, be even though Jester took longer after one that's that and, and, and again this is not something that's going to make me or break me I'm not going to lose sleep over this all of this stuff is just me compiling the little things that in my mind could add up to something bigger in the future. Um, and, and it's I, only I, because I, I love this that I'm thinking about this. No, no, I know. And I think I think the big thing at the end of the day, again, you just have to give some people some slack. Like, I mean, one, Christian is the brainchild behind – I mean, him and Mark, obviously. But Christian, yeah. as the chairman, 
is constantly balancing all of the shit he's announcing. He's trying to get matches booked. He's, you know, working out logistics. Like, there's just a lot of shit going on. It's part of the reason why there was the shift to managers, not only because the faction thing was, like, fun and it, would, it shook shit up, but if you, before there was us, you should know that Christian was reaching out to every single player individually himself whenever he needed to schedule a match or everything else. Now, by divvying this out and making us factions, each one of us is in charge of, you know, 10 or so people and getting their schedules worked out. So that takes much more off of his plate because there's still a bunch of shit he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even necessarily hold that against him uh, in the fact that, like, if it was, like, wildly ridiculous, either of those things, I know these were both close. If it was, like, wildly, then then that might be one thing. But, like, the man's got a lot on his mind. There's a lot, you know flying into Houston, he could have been tired of shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So he was already, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't eat anything before the match. And so he's a little bit more irritable versus like this, you know, maybe he had a good day. He was excited about the tournament. Like there, you never fucking know about the little tiny things that alter stuff. So I don't hold that against Christian all. Like it's, it's human error. You have to, you yeah. have to provide some human error somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't hold him against it, against him either. I would, I would actually suggest perhaps, Actually, just say zero. Make zero the cutoff instead of just, just to me, after you get like one, zero, then you have that space there where once you start to say zero, you know after that point without doubt that it's done. But if you take it where it, he just says one and then there's nothing else really to make it final, then it opens up for these situations where Guy said repeat sooner than Jester gave his answer, and Guy was denied Jester wasn't. You know, again, it's these are very small things, but just that I think need a little bit more care going forward and a little more consistency. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, it was a great match. And like you said, the, the reversal on that call, because the answer was Kiadi Mundi, and he said Ki Mundi. And but see, then this brings me back. Now I want to I want to talk a little bit about the name thing, okay? Because like I said at the beginning, uh, man, I, a part of me, dude. See, I love I love everyone uh, in the Schmodown universe, the 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 competitors, the people behind the scenes, the the community. A part of me kind of feels like a dick because I don't want anybody to think I'm being like a picky asshole here. But then then the, the other side of me is like, man, this is how I feel about it. But so I am uh, constantly making sure people understand I'm not trying to be personal again. Mm. But, um, there, the, it, it, again, I'll go back to the consistency because you've got the, the Elba versus Alba. There is a difference. Okay, just like there's a difference between Kiati Mundi and Ki Mundi, and there and I, now this one here, I'm not I'm not going to get into a big debate about because this one I could not care less about. But again, I'm going to bring it up for consistency. Sir Lord Attenborough from the live New York event. Okay, mm-hmm. now if you want to, 
If you want to say Richard Attenborough, that's fine. That gets you the point. If you want to be fancy and try to show off and use their title, then you better damn well use it right because there's a difference between sir and lord, and there's a difference between sir, lord, and baron, which he is actually baron Richard Attenborough. There, there just there is a difference, and and I I just I don't know, man. I want a little more consistency with the name pronunciation. Well, okay. The Sir Lord thing, I'm not, I won't get into that in the sense that, like, I get it with the title, but, like, yeah. for example, if you were talking about, like, I don't know, if if you were, like, Barack Obama, if you said, like, you know, Senator Barack Obama, I mean, okay, well, he was technically, his, his highest title is president. You clearly are talking about Barack Obama. I don't think that that's, that's titles to me are irrelevant but actual names so alba versus elba or ki adi mundi in the sense that like i said you know jokingly it's not kwai jin his name is literally qui-gon yep (laughs) the shorthand it's qui-gon in the same way that i'm sure with ki adi mundi but i could be wrong ask a star wars professional about this i'm pretty sure you could call him ki adi but you can't call him ki mundi that doesn't that literally doesn't work um (laughs) You might even just call him Moondy, but they, they would want a full name on that. So so that's to me is the difference. One is actually not a name versus a yes. fuck up of a title. Eh, it's either here nor there. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to harp on that. I just like to throw it in there as far as consistency. Sure. Which again, is a word I think I've said more in the last 20 minutes than I've said my entire life. No, I, I know. And I again, I would say just remember human yeah. error. Like let, let you got to let sleeping dogs lie as far as that goes, especially with a lot of stuff like that. And again, I appreciate Christian and the team taking the time to go and review everything after the fact being live, being that like, you know, we needed an answer immediately. Like there just wasn't certain elements present in the moment. He made a decision in the moment. He looked at it and was like, we do need to look at this. And then he made another decision. And I appreciate that. That is to me, that is the, 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 the role of like a consummate professional who is also trying to make sure that shit like goes perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the other thing I would say, for example, about like the whole guy repeat thing, the repeat didn't cost guy the match. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not a situation where if he gets that JTE and, Oh no, guy wins everything. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, it's not worth really beating heads over and stuff like that. Versus yeah. if yeah. it happens in a critical moment, like it could change the standings of a win versus a TKO, a win at all versus a loss. Those are moments that you want to maybe look at a little bit more, but people miss shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really pleased and happy that they took another look at that and reversed that call. Um, are you, are you able to tell us anything about behind the scenes, what happened after the match with the, with that discussion and that call and everything? I mean, honestly, the only thing that I would say that is kind of just a, a valid point, and because again, I won't get into what uh, you know what Christian and the team discussed because that's not my business to tell. But like, even Roxy told like hit me up and was like, I mean that 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 is a valid challenge about whether or not because she's like, right, it's not his name, so that is very valid. And she even she even said as much like in the. Um, on Facebook, she followed up with a comment being like, that's the right decision, Chairman. Thank you for, you know, for doing that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, I, I appreciate her candor for that. And I and I don't understand, like, I, 
like I said, Roxy is a very good friend of mine. It's funny. She, you know, I had run by her very briefly, the L thing before I, I didn't tell her what I was going to do. I just said, Hey, I'm going to do a bit. Will you just like go along with it? And she was <laughs> like, all right, sure. And then I did it to her and she was just like, like she admitted to me, she's like, I mean, it was pretty genius. She's like, I hate you for it, but I don't like, I have respect for it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't understand where this hate comes from towards Roxy. She doesn't deserve it. Uh, I think that anybody that genuinely is giving her that shit needs to go fuck off. Uh, yeah. Again, from the standpoint of you have no idea the the actual shit that we're getting to as far as like making this happen, being present, coming up with quips, preparing for the matches, like trying to answer as many fan things as we can, like et cetera, et cetera. Like this is all stuff that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and, and we're human. We, we, we're dealing with family deaths and, and rent issues and, and money issues and stuff like that. So I don't mind if someone wants to come at like a character I'm putting on on the show, but I see a lot of like genuine hate towards her. And I'm going to say right now, if I see it, I'm going to call it out. Like people need to cut that shit out. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, in my opinion, as someone who has never met Roxy before, uh, she is a class act of a human being, and she is a fucking very intelligent person and a damn fine mm-hmm. professional. Oh man, she's one of she's one of the she's one of the smartest people that I've met, and 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 is a consummate professional. And she's probably the sweetest person that I know in all of the Schmodown. Like anytime, um, anytime I like find myself in uh, any sort of scenario where I'm nervous or things like that. Roxy is instantly like, oh, it's cool. What do you need? You need this, you need that. Like she's, she's been absolutely wonderful. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I just, I, I love it all, man. And uh, I'm pleased for you and your faction, uh, the results there. Congratulations to you and Ace on that victory. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck going forward, not only with the Star Wars tournament, but obviously Inner Geekton tournament is coming up and then, uh, when we get back into singles matches and, and teams matches, man, just good luck all around. Drip, drip. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. I, I still, every time I hear that, I think about that conversation Kalen and I had on here and me Googling it, trying to figure out if it was really a sexual term or not. Um, it, I mean, I'll, pre-cum, dude, pre-cum. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I hear oh, trip. I know, and that's why I, I, have, <laughs> I have continuously found moments that if I needed to explain hip-hop vernacular to people, I'm more than happy to do so because I'm realizing a large number of Hell yeah. don't don't get it. So it is what it is, man. <laughs> yep. So good, man. Um, dude, thanks for joining us this week. Um, why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you, your YouTube, your socials, dude. Plug anything you want, man. Yeah, you can find me at the Swaggy Blur, T-H-E-S-W-A-G-G-Y-B-L-E-R-D. It's on all the socials. That's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Letterboxd. Uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash the Swaggy Blurred. I've been doing the quarantine series. Uh, my patrons get that early uh, before the rest of the public does, uh, as well as we did some interviews with some of the Swag members. We're going to get some more of those going uh, pretty soon, uh, like all sorts of stuff like that, uh, as well as credit for helping uh, with any of the other products that I've been working on. Uh, you do get some producer credit for that, too. And then... Um, if you haven't seen Blurts in the Hood, uh, that is me and Jay Washington's show. We're on every Tuesday uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we cover everything that you would possibly, like a Blurred might talk on. So you're talking 
pop culture, comics, movies, television shows. Uh, I don't know if I already said music. Uh, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. We cover all of that there. It's sort of Blurred's perspective. So you're going to get a lot of shit talking. You're going to get a lot of hot takes. I mean, the other day, I want to say we did a whole... We did a whole bit about um, prenups. We did another one about uh, about ghosting. Like we've we've covered a lot of random shit, and it all was related to something that was going on in the news. So you can find me out and all that kind of stuff, man. And that's pretty much it. You'll see me on the showdown. You'll see me on Sen. You know, occasionally once we get back to regular, I'm sure it'll be on the regular. But other than that, that's where I'd be at. And uh, I am I am going to be start live streaming soon. But I'll get in. when you see that. Just check Twitter for that, and I'll give you some info on that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and if you guys care to find me on the Twitter, you can find me at jwade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. You can find this show as well as others on your Merc with a Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms. Uh, we suggest Anchor. It's easier. At least I do because I'm old. I don't know shit about technology and it just seems easy. Um, also you can find us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now. SEN after live is the name of the channel. Check it out. Sub hit the bell, all that good shit. And, uh, you guys, thank you very much. Uh, next week we have Brett Sheridan on the show with, uh, at the moment, it looks like we are going to have Saul as a guest co-host. Uh, but, uh, more important than that, my former co-host, Kaylin Rose, is coming back next week to join me with, with Brett. She and I always, we always wanted to do Kate and Brett. We did Kate, not in that kind of way, I realize now. But we had Kate on, and now we've got Brett on, and I had to get my former co-host back in here. So that'll be great. I'm going to love it. You guys will love it. So tune in for that. Everyone have a great, safe week. Bye. Bye.